brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hi, this is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief. You're listening to This Week in Geek.net. Finish the fight. Did you grow up with the NES, PlayStation, Star Wars, cartoons, and ABC TV? Do you like to think who would win in a fight between Batman and the Master Chief? Comics, games, movies, music, and TV. They're gonna tell you everything you need. Superheroes or nothing got your back. They're gonna save the world of geeks. What's going on? You are listening to This Week in Geek and TheGameHeroes.com. Well, over the past couple of weeks, you've noticed I love to talk to interesting people. And some of those interesting people include adult industry people. I've talked to Raven Alexis. I've talked to Ron Jeremy. And now I'm talking to one of my personal favorites, Jesse Jane. But I'm also not alone in this intrepid quest to interview somebody who's sexual and awesome. I'm joined by someone who's also very sexual and awesome. I'm a bit Mickey, and uh, I am very sexual and very awesome, and it's a known fact to all the ladies out there. Exactly, and actually, it's kind of funny that me and Mickey are actually doing this uh, interview. We're doing this for Valentine's Day. Yes, we're hoping to help our fellow geeks out there make sure that they do not spend this heart day alone by themselves, locked in a room with a thing of, you know hand cream, so to speak. But uh, but we're also going to get into the head of Jessie Jane and find out what kind of makes her tick, how she got into the industry, and basically get to know her as a person rather than the on-camera personality. So without any further ado, Jessie, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me. 
it's uh, it's a great pleasure to have you on the show. So I guess uh, let's start at the beginning of the beginning. What is your background, and how did you get involved in the wonderful world of adult entertainment? You know, I used to do bikini modeling, and you used to work at Hooters, and um, that wasn't sexy enough for me. Like, I always thought there was something a little bit more, and then I got into, um, I called a digital playground and called them, you know, just, you know, curious. I was sitting there with my friends, and I was like, you know, what does it take to be a porn star? And they were like, well, email me pictures, because they get, like, thousands of emails a day from girls and pictures. So I did, and they called me back the same day and said, I have a ticket for you to come to L.A. tomorrow. So I was like, wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> and um, I just signed a contract the next day when they flew me out there. Like, it felt right. They're such a good company. They have great films, great products, hot girls. So, And I've been with them since. It's been seven years now. So what are some of the adventures you had early on in the porn industry that maybe kind of made you laugh or maybe think, you know what, maybe this is a career that I probably want to stick with? The industry was just so much fun. Everything kept happening so fast. Like, it was just one thing after another. You're shooting this movie. You started doing photo shoots. You're traveling all over the world all of a sudden. And just when you are, you get to do music videos and all this stuff just kind of kept happening. And I'm like, I'm having the time of my life. And, I, you know, it's the great sex. And everybody's just so cool that I was just like, I don't ever want to leave. And, I mean, even seven years later, I'm still the same way. Like, I'm having the time of my life, you know, not and not quitting anytime soon. <laughs> so what were maybe some of the early adventures on set that made you maybe want to stick with this industry or maybe give you a moment of self-reflection to maybe – almost second-guess your uh, decision? Uh, nothing's ever made me second-guess my decision. Um, if I didn't feel comfortable 100% with the industry, I wouldn't have gotten into it. Um, I have to like what I do, you know? And I know I've always been sexual, and that's probably why I didn't jump into it when I was 18, 19, like a lot of girls do. I waited till I was... You know, 22, I was like 22 and a half when I decided to get into it. I just had to really make sure it's something that I'd be comfortable with and knowing the fact that people would know what I did. And, you know, I'm, and I'm, I mean, I've never, ever, ever once second-guessed my decision. Now, now, Jesse, I got a question for you. What mm -hmm. fa What's your favorite movie you've been in? Oh, that's a hard one. Um... Well, the Pirates in, like, the Pirate series, that was uh, very cool because it was something very different to do. Um, and then I kind of personally like Island Fevers, like Island Fever 4 and stuff because that was more of an experience. They take us to Bora Bora and Tahiti, went to the Bahamas, um, and you don't have a script to remember. All it is is being in this beautiful scenery and having really good sex and making it hot and you just feel more sexual anyways, being like in the islands and stuff. And so it's almost like you're living out like, you know, your own fantasies, you know, it's just like something you don't even have to do. It's just what, all about you and that moment and what you want and your partner. And it's just, um, God, they're just so much fun to shoot. <laughs> now, um, speaking of doing, uh, adult movies, what is probably about the funnest time you've actually had on set that wasn't, uh, having sex? Like what's, the things that you guys do to maybe bond or to joke are around and do? 
Well, like, um, depending on who I'm with, on set with, I always, uh, like, my thing when I go to L.A., because we don't have it in Oklahoma, is Pinkberry. And if we're on set and it's, like, long days and they're running behind and people are, like, still having dialogue and you have a scene that is just now finishing and there's one more sex scene before you, I always, like, especially, like, if I'm with Riley, we leave set to go to Pink Terry, and you're not supposed to leave set. And then we have everybody freaking out. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? And we know that they're going to freak out, and we're going to get the phone call within five minutes of leaving when they actually notice and stuff. So it's always fun to leave set. And you always just get to joke around, just looking through people's houses and um, just acting like goofs. Like, we just do stupid stuff. We say stupid jokes or run around messing with all the, you know, the crew, you know, just like running up to them naked or running behind them. We're just goofy. It just depends really who you're with, you know. And I, I personally like to leave that and freak everybody out. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Jesse, um, I got a question for you. Now, you've done a variety of different movies o- over the years, and I got to wonder, what is the grossest thing you've ever had to do in a movie? Maybe something you weren't totally kind of comfortable with. I mean, because I imagine you get asked to do things that are maybe a little bit more unusual, so to speak. Like, have you had a unusual? No, no. Absolutely not. I refuse to do anything I'm not comfortable with doing. And if you've noticed the difference, a digital playground movie we shoots a lot of um, lesser gonzo series like Jack stuff. Um, shoot, I mean, like there's nothing gross about it. I don't. Digital doesn't make you do anything you don't want to do. And I would never do something somebody wants me to do if I ever never felt comfortable doing it. What wouldn't you do? Is an example. What? Can I, uh, what wouldn't you do? Like, can I be graphic on here? Like, what? You like, can totally I don't do be anal. graphic right now. That's oh, okay. PG thirteen. Okay, yeah. No, I I don't do anal. Like, I've only done anal with two girls, like Janine and Belladonna from Pirates One and Pirates Two, like with their hands, because I was actually totally into the moment and just went with it. Like, we just kept going. Like, and quite honestly, it was great. But I don't do anal in film. I haven't done two guys at one time. Um. Well, no, actually, I take that back because I tried something in teachers, and we did, like, an orgy on the bus, which was great. But I've never had two guys just on me in a scene. You know, I've had a guy, girl, and stuff. I don't do gangbangs. I don't do anything gross. I do the cockies and stuff. Just not my style. And I won't do any scenes where people try to act like they demean me, like, you know, like when they demean women, like, oh, oh, I'm helpless. I'm not helpless. I'm going to freaking attack the guy's cock like no other. Like, I'm into it. So I don't act like the poor me. I'm not supposed to. It's not supposed to happen. I refuse to do things like that because it's just not who I am. So there's a lot of stuff I don't do. Now, when you, like, come across a director who wants you to do something, I mean, like, how does that kind of dialogue go back and forth? You're like, well, I'm not comfortable doing this. Basically, how much control do you have creatively over your performance on screen? I have, well, I have all the control. Because, see, the digital, we don't have a bunch of different directors. I shoot with Robbie D, or I shoot with June. And Celeste used to work with us. But she doesn't uh, no longer work with us. But um, oh, it's the same people that I've been with the whole time. So it's not adding new directors or having to bring somebody new in. So it's always the same people. So they already know your boundaries. And, and with my scenes, they just, you know, I think kind of at first, 
you know, I'm pretty wild in my scenes, and I kind of go crazy. And I think at first they kind of wanted to control it, like, oh, okay, we need it a little bit more like this. And they've just learned that once you say go, when it's time to shoot the sex, I don't care who you are or where you are. I don't know where you are. I'm in it for me, and I just go. Like, so they've learned to just know that once a, once they say, you know, yeah, action for sex, I'm gone. They usually have, like, two cameras on me because to make sure they get the angles that they need. <laughs> all right. Now, I have a question out there that all the guys are probably wanting to know, and uh, you would probably be the best person to ask. Penis size. Does it really matter? Like, I'm talking about, like, girth or length. You know what? Not really, no, because I've been with guys that are huge, you know, have a huge dick, and they either, you know, most of them, I mean, don't get me wrong, have been great, you know, but there's a couple that still don't know what they're doing. You have to just know how to use your equipment. And I've had guys that are just average, you know, whether it be thick. You know, I've had Coke bottles, like, sizes, you know, but they were short. You know, I've had really long, you know, dicks that are, like, really thin, kind of. And um, now, don't get me wrong, some of them have been bad, <laughs> you know. But it really doesn't matter. It's how you use your your equipment, I guess. You just you have to know what you're doing. You know, there's always different ways. It's about somebody's style. Just because you have a big dick doesn't mean you can have sex. You know, it's not good. You know, you have to just know what you're doing and foreplay. So size really doesn't matter because I've had a v- variety of sizes and some good, some that are big are good and some are bad and some that are smaller good or bad. And sometimes, like the sometimes, if the guys really think it kind of. You know, you got to lube up on that one because it kind of can hurt sometimes, especially if they, like, are really getting into the scene and they're just, like, pounding you so good, you know, because that's kind of like a a widening thing instead of, like, a, you know, link thing going inside to hit your G-spot. So size really doesn't matter. All right. And uh, another another good question here is, uh, guys or girls, which do you prefer? It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, well, if I had to choose, because I like both. Um, I, I would say guy. I mean, if I, I wouldn't choose, you know, to have girls over guys, but I like both. 
All right, then. So now, Jesse, I, I want to change the pace of this interview because it is Valentine's Day. And, uh, well, what advice can you give to guys that maybe don't want to be alone on this holiday? Because I've seen that you do uh, some article writing for a couple of magazines. You've done a crap ton of interviews, and I figure, well, I better ask this one of the sexiest women in the world. How can a guy get a date on today of all days and keep her? You know, it's really easy. You know, if, if you're not dating anybody and you have, like, maybe a girlfriend that's just one of your friends, you know, not dating anybody, you can go out. You don't necessarily have to go out as a couple. You can go out in a group and you can kind of, you know, just be cute and flirtatious to a girl and maybe let her know that you're kind of interested in a friend way. Or you just ask. Don't be afraid to ask out a girl because just like a guy, if a guy doesn't want to be alone for Valentine's Day, guess what? A girl doesn't want to be alone even more than the guy because it's a day about love and all their friends that have girlfriends or that are married. They're going out and they're getting flowers and chocolates, you know, and they're buying lingerie for their boyfriend, her husband. And the girl definitely doesn't want to be alone, too, so she's kind of um, a, a guy really has a really good chance asking a girl out on Valentine's Day because a girl is just lonely and more vulnerable and, like, emotional, and she doesn't want to be left alone. And, you know, and it doesn't even matter if she's not that, like, interested in you, like, or she's never thought about you that way um, because she's so into the moment of the holiday, really, the Valentine's, the love, the the romance and stuff, that she's more than likely going to say yes. So guys don't really have to be shy about asking out a girl on Valentine's Day because that's the best chance that you're going to get for a yes than any other time. So just ask a girl out. Be cool. Be cute. You know, whether it be a friend or you go out with a couple groups of friends so it doesn't make it uncomfortable. Um, If you're going out and you're interested in a girl, a friend of yours, you know, who might not see you necessarily that way or maybe she would be interested. She didn't know because she never thought about it. And um, so she goes out in a group to make it comfortable, and you can kind of ease your way in. It's so easy. Guys, ask a girl out and be cute about it. You know, kind of maybe play play up the whole, you know, guy thing, like the shy thing. Like, oh, I didn't know if you would maybe want to go out for Valentine's Day and play up the whole cutesy act, you know, bring a flower or something like a single flower or some chocolates and stuff, and just come up, even come up with the corny lines. That's the only time corny lines work, too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. And here's another good one. Uh, what would your ideal Valentine's gift be? Well, see, uh, Valentine's Day happens to be my favorite holiday. And I don't really, I, I just like the whole, I like my room decorated or surprises. I don't actually like want like a present or anything. I like it if somebody has like roses, rose petals sprinkled on my bed with chocolate, you know, like all like done out in the heart or something. I like the corny stuff. I like fill my room with heart balloons or something. I like the, I like to be surprised in like the decoration of the whole thing. I don't actually want presents. So I just, the best thing to get me is the decoration of my room or the, the surprises, you know? So, here's another question for you. What about your best and worst Valentine's Day? Oh, I've had so many. I've been spoiled. So, I've had so many great Valentine's Days uh, because my man I, I, is, like, good. <laughs> he, he's good. Like, he always I, has my room filled. Like, last year, I came home, and 
my whole ceiling and my whole entire bedroom was full of heart balloons. I had probably like six, seven dozen roses all throughout the room in different colors. And I had rose petals on my bed and I had chocolates on my bed with a Valentine's there. And um, what else? God, he did so much. And, oh, and he had stuff like put on my wall. It was so awesome. And then there was a, a massage and a facial, and um, that was just amazing. I loved it. And the worst Valentine's, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you if I've ever had a bad Valentine's Day. Because even when I was just a kid, my mom would always do stuff for me. So I've, I haven't really had a bad one. <laughs> nice. All right, then. So I guess as a final piece of advice and to go to where hopefully no man has gone before, what's some advice you can give for some of my listeners out there that want to please their girls that maybe aren't necessarily uh, super talented? Basically, what are some Valentine's Day tips you can give for them to try out on their boyfriends and or girlfriends this uh, Valentine's Day? You know, you don't have to go over the top. It's really about thoughts and um, simplicity even. Um, just the thought of doing something, whether, you know, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, you can get, you, it's just certain things about thinking of them. Even a card that you try to maybe write a poem, something so simple that's so meaningful and might be just really over the top for your girlfriends or even your husband because a lot are, are boys for guys you know even girls out there can write some things and uh, even though a guy tries to act all macho like he doesn't like the Valentine's Day he really does you it's you just do something just make sure you think of the person um and maybe even find out that certain thing that the person that you're trying to please likes and even something simple as just getting something from there or making a dinner like girls you can make dinner and lingerie what guy's not going to like that you know if you can't go out or if you have kids you know that's something simple like put the kids to bed give them some high heels and some lingerie make them a little something or you know lock the door in your bedroom and start up a bubble bath for your girlfriends or your boyfriends I mean there's so many little things that you really can do from home that, that doesn't take a lot of thought it doesn't take like a lot of money some of it doesn't take any money it's just I mean really it's 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 really simple it's Valentine's it's about simplicity really it just it's a thought to make somebody feel loved or to know that you thought about or you really pay attention to some certain things they like you know yeah now, now Jesse you being in um, the industry that uh, a porn industry I would say imagine that you do have a lot of fans um have they ever sent you uh, Valentine's gifts, or have you ever gotten any creative or great Valentine's gifts from fans um, through the I have, mail? I have the best fans. I have the best fans. I get chocolates. I get flowers. Um, I, I, I've got I've gotten so many cool things from my fans. The cars that they created, or they like some of them are artists, and they like draw a picture of me that they saw on my website or that they seen in a magazine. I have the best fans. I've gotten so many cool things, even not just for Valentine's Day, like all the time. I mean, it's it's really, really, really cool. cool. All right, Jesse. Well, I definitely want to thank you for spending time with us today on This Week in Geek and TheGameHeroes.com. So, Jesse, if people wanted to check you out across the World Wide Web, where would they have to go? You have to go to jessyj.com, and actually it's newly revamped, so it's really good. It has a lot more footage, and it goes live in a week. So, 
uh, you can do private with me. And also, I'm on Twitter, which is under Jesse Jane, and then my MySpace is Jesse Jane Rock. Oh, excellent, Jesse. So once again, thank you for joining us today on This Week Geek and TheGameHeroes.com. So guys, that's pretty much going to do it for me and Mickey. We'll have more really cool interviews coming up on the site in the next little while. So for This Week in Geek and The Game Heroes, we have been... Ain't been Mickey. And I've been Mike the Birdman Dodds. And live free or die hard. And we'll catch you guys next time. Right across both the sites, because hey, they kick ass. Want to see me make bubbles with my spit? Sure do. In fact, that's the theme of our next show. So don't miss it. What the hell happened to George Lucas? Remember, kids, buy pizza, pay with snakes. <laughs> What's your social media business card? My fist. Just give me a big box of beef. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> Don't forget our other twig project. George Lucas has <laughs> lost his mind.com. <laughs> Does Jesus have matrix powers? I think the Pillsbury Doughboy Albino. Uh, I'd like to see a cat on Tourette's. That's a moment I give up on life. Because then I don't know what to believe in anymore. When the Amish start twittering, I'm done. Can we leave this subject alone? (laughs) Hello. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh no. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm confused. <laughs> As you can imagine, they they don't let us out much. You've been listening to This Week in Geek. Tune in next week to hear Kyle Bear say... Today, the world. Tomorrow, the universe. Next week, my chiropractor. Ay, my back. Check out our website, thisweekingeek.net, for more geek content, as well as subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or any podcatcher. If you'd like to comment about this episode, head to this episode post on thisweekingeek.net and comment through Facebook Connect. Or you can also call our voicemail line at 817-717-7202 or email us at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. This extra music was produced by perpetualemotionmachine.ca. We'll see you next time, and remember... Lower your shields and surrender your listenership. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.